Before we begin, just to let you guys know, our logo artwork was designed by Nicole Anarchy and music by Taylor Paisley French. Warning, this podcast does contain spoilers for the Verse series. Hello everyone and welcome to the Best Damn Camp, a Rodenverse read-long analysis podcast that sets out to read all the books by Rick Rodden in timeline order. I'm your friendly neighbourhood lesbian author and host, Fran. Welcome to the show. Oh god, I hit my microphone. (laughs) Today I am joined by two very special guests who are Darian and DJ from Muses of Mythology. Thank you guys for coming on, I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank of course. You for we love us. being here. It's great. Yeah, we've been. I know DJ's been trying to get us on uh, an end of Mark of Athena episode for ages. So thanks for letting bit. us make it happen, yeah. friends. Oh Absolutely yeah, absolutely wonderful. <laughs> I appreciate it. Admittedly, like, I, there's a lot of thoughts, and I'm intrigued to have you guys' thoughts. So, um, but uh, before we get into that, uh, DJ, can you tell people what Muses of Mythology be? <laughs> so we are a podcast where we talk about modern pop culture and how the myths of old have influenced it now Uh, and we do that by reading percy jackson's and the olympians and then later other stuff but we'll get to that when we get there (laughs) we'll get to that when we get there (laughs) oh yeah there's so much um (laughs) a lot this is the first time i've been on with dj yeah i just realized yeah no it is yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just—I literally just realized now that yeah, DJ has not been on my podcast, so this is this is the first time. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be diving in to. Hold on, what, where's my notes? There we go. Um, so today we are on the last part of the Mark of Athena book, uh, the section entitled that I just named it because it doesn't have an official thing, The Fool which is from pages mm. 558 to 572. Yes, I know it's not long, but like this is like the only, this is like the bit I really like, but also the end part. But I'm going to stop being negative. Hold on. <laughs> I need- wait, wait, I'm sorry. Fran's not going to be negative? What show is this? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I've been saying I'm trying not to be negative for like the last two years, and it just hasn't worked. Well, I'm, I mean, the point is, like, you aren't you are actively entering these shows or your analyses with the intent of like being negative and just like hating on the thing. You are critical. It's a critical analysis of the thing. Yeah, if, that's true. that's a problem. Yeah, I think that's different than just being negative about it. Yeah, that's true. I'm just sometimes I think I'm just too hypercritical. So I am trying to be better and slightly due to the fact that too many people hate me i'm like you know what sometimes i like to be a people pleaser so i'm trying to be better <laughs> oh no <laughs> i still like having the title of like the most hated podcaster uh, for percy jackson but um at the same time love me <laughs> love me please <laughs> <laughs> love love friend buy their books yes also that i'm broke please <laughs> 
you can you can hate buy it you can like hate review it just something i mean like i'll take anything at this point no publicity is bad publicity exactly (laughs) you can pay me to like send me hate like i'll also accept cash for like hate messages that works (laughs) shut up buy my silence (laughs) anything for money well actually no i shouldn't say let's move on um Um, yeah, so as always, there are other points to focus on for this episode. So today we've got finales, drama, and aftermath. But I also realize I think that's basically the same as finales. So I'm just going to ignore that, actually. I don't know if the aftermath is the same as finales. Yeah. Um, no. Okay. I think you're right. Like the, the last Annabeth chapter feels like the finale. And then the Leo chapter really could be epilogue. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, I take it back. We'll keep aftermath. Um <laughs> And uh, generally what we thought of this section. So um, let's dive in. I'm not doing the, like I was mentioning when I had Megan on last time as well. I'm not going to do like the overview and breakdown for the sections because the guest episodes I have are always like nearly two hours long. So we're just not, we're just going to bypass that and just be like, hey, <laughs> what happened? Did we enjoy? <laughs> Big fan. Whoa, this, oh, this <laughs> was one of the first times I remember reading a book and it like truly left me speechless like, speechless gobs i was not prepared like this book was the last one that came out while i was still like in in school before going to college and so this is like the last new book that i read when i was still like i would say i was still a kid when the damn thing came out mm. and just seeing my my depends book on friends, if it came out at the start of the semester at the end of the semester i don't remember but the back of the book i have says coming fall 2013 heroes olympus book four the house of hades you graduated 2012 so probably fall 2012 okay. or 2011 all right i guess uh, i would have been at least 18 whatever i'm still 17 baby. no i would have been 18 in fall of 2011 you graduated at 18 in the Wait, okay, spring hold, of 2012. This is true. Hold on. I thought, it, wait, now we got to check the publication date. When the fuck did this book come out before you immediately hijacked France podcast? <laughs> You're uh, all good. This thing came out copyright 2012. Yeah, these books were okay. coming out like year within a year of each other. So wow. I oh, was, yeah, yeah. If I hadn't already Never graduated, I was about to. I can't believe he was doing that. Oh, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that alongside Kane Chronicles, he was releasing two books a year. Yeah. Like, because the last King Chronicles book came out in the same year as Mark of Athena. Yeah. Uh, Fran, how many books have you released this year? In the past, like, 12 month span? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Trying her best, Damn it. No, no, no. The answer is multiple. The is multiple. Okay. <laughs> Some are short stories. It doesn't fully count. They're not full novels. <laughs> but this year I am releasing two. So. Understandable. <laughs> so... Yeah, I just, it's the fall. It, God, it's its not supposed to be like that, right? Like in the Rick Riordan book, we're two chapters from the end. We've done all the big scary things. Now we do the wrap-up things. Now we get some surprise information that we're going to need going forward. Now we get a little bit of a lull before whatever we do next. Like up until this point, I think the biggest like true like ground shaking surprise were um the Talia. uh Talia. Yep, DJ read my mind. And then kind of Nico being a child of Hades. But I would mm. still rank the Talia ending yeah. as being the most shocking. Yeah. And even those weren't shocking, like this was shocking. Oh, that's because it's like the introduction of a character who we were talking about. It's like, oh well that's kind of interesting. Versus the two characters that we have seen grow and love falling into actual hell. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, devastating. Yeah. I would say. I believe it. It was devastated. <laughs> yes. Honestly, I, I remember my first reaction to this. Oh, God. Every time I tell a story about when I remember these books, it's always depressing because I read this book. Oh, no. <laughs> when my girlfriend was cheating on me at the time um no! and, um, <laughs> so it was like like i definitely cried but i don't fully know if it was because of the book or because of the situation of when i was reading the book it could be oh. both honestly it's probably both yeah but like, a little bit of both <laughs> but yeah that's why i'm kind of like i don't fully know or remember my emotions from the time when i was reading this series because a lot of stuff's going on but like mm-hmm. yeah this section it's Christ, it was a whole thing. I remember thinking, like, I was expecting the next chapter to kind of like be like, aha, it was all a dream. Um, yeah, it was right. Leo, and I was like, wait, what? It's Leo? What? <laughs> just right at the end, all of a sudden, we've just been like, yeah, Annabeth, 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 P- Percy, Piper, a little bit of Leo here. And then all of a sudden, right at the end, no, it's Leo. Wait, what? It's because. Uh, Percy had specifically called out to Leo to bring everybody to Pyrus. No, he told Nico to do that. I'm fucking ridiculous. Uh, Nico was the only one. Ra- okay, no, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I listened it's... to it this morning and I totally forgot. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's yeah. Oh man, uh, the hot. You don't do spoilers on your pod, do you, Fran? Oh no, I do. I talk. I talk a bunch of shit. Okay, so yeah, could, yeah, yeah. I we do spoilers. Okay, because I ha- I have thoughts on the the uh, hyper analyzing of of Nico of it all right here go but um hit it but it's okay well i'll save it for when we actually get to that part oh, okay, okay. In the wrong ear. hold on there that's much better <laughs> um no it's just the way it happens it's the the annabeth like the chapter previously it's like oh percy i'm sorry thinking it's all over and she's going to be lost and then the cars just falling through and the the gang shows up at the last second to save the day like they always do like it always happens someone will show up like we will be okay they're heroes and they show up and they pull the the parthenos up and they're like getting annabeth and they're all standing around like chatting and catching up like here's what happened here's what happened here's where we're at oh my god okay what do we have to do next but we're all together and we're going to do it together and then when annabeth just gets pulled it happens so fast Mm. it's like it's like oh they're all for it's like everything's happening quickly but this the reverse of it when it's just like what is the line uh nico had just reached the ladder when a sharp pain shot up annabeth's leg she gasped and stumbled what is it percy asked she tried to stagger towards the ladder why was she moving backwards instead? Her legs swept out from under her and she fell on her face. Then Hazel's yelling and Percy's trying to grab her and Nico's trying to do something. And it's all so chaotic because like Annabeth doesn't understand. It's I think it's really well written because Annabeth doesn't understand what's happening for the longest time. She's just getting pulled back. So we, the reader, don't understand what's happening until it finally occurs to her. It's her leg is wrapped in the spider silk. And Rick noted that a couple pages before how she still was like draped in spider. She'd like to cut it off, but she can't. She doesn't have her dagger. Yeah. She doesn't have her dagger. (laughs) Yeah. And so she's like, oh, and then Percy doesn't even cut it off because he doesn't think about it because they don't recognize it's the danger because the danger should be over. We did the The danger was arachne. Yeah. And right now the danger is everything falling from the sky. Yeah. So they're looking up. They aren't looking down anymore. Yeah, and I just think it, this section is so well written. 
Oh, Meanwhile, yeah. to, in order to turn this into a comedy, it just cuts to like a fucking rope unraveling just repeatedly as they're having this heartwarming moment. Then it cuts again to the rope getting really unraveled. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> oh, Percy, I'm so glad to see you. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and part of me is kind of like, why didn't you have this conversation on the ship? Everyone needs to get on the ship. But they're all scrambling down to check on Annabeth because of course they are. Of course, they're yeah. all going to rush down and, oh, she's okay. Okay, everyone's okay. Oh, shit, we got to get the Parthenos. Okay, let's go. Like, it, what they did wasn't, like, wrong or foolish. This is the way they behave in every, every situation. Yeah. Every yeah. <laughs> every book. Yeah. I think that's the thing also, because, like, when you look, it's sort of like that hindsight situation, because, like, and this is kind of like how I look at books. I'm just like, how would, like, with the hindsight that I have, how would, like, I approach things? But, like, obviously, they don't have the hindsight. It's literally happening to them as it goes. But in my head, I'm just like, she's injured. Shouldn't she be going to, like, the medical bay from, like, the get-go before they do anything with the statue? But, like, yeah, they're, they're young people. They're just reacting as things are going and just kind of checking that she's okay. Well, they're there. It's just kind of progressing as it normally would because you, you wouldn't think to do it straight away. You're all in a high-stress situation. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah and... But I had the same thing as you, Darren. It's just like, oh, couldn't they have gone up straight away? Like, why did they... Why? Why? <laughs> Because every other time when the heroes are reunited, they are reunited on whatever the end beat is, like whatever that final stage of the boss fight was, that's where they regather and it is always okay. And then the reason they don't pull get her up immediately is because well the Parthen like the cars are still falling, the ground they're on is kind of uneven and the Parthenos is gonna fall. And they have to get that up first because that's the quest. That's that's the point of it. And in that chaos is when I'm still just hung up on the not hung up in a bad way, just like the fact that uh, Ryardon mentions the cobwebs draping from her and the spider silk on her. Like, that mm-hmm. seems like nothing. It just feels like a detail of, like, of course, there's spider web everywhere. They were just, they just were, she was just dealing with a rack. Like, there's not even a reason that reading that beat, I don't think any reader would be like, oh no, it's going to pull her down because it's not framed to be spooky or scary. It's just, ugh, everything. Like, you're, she's covered in debris from the fight. Like, that's mm-hmm. all it is. Yeah. But it's not. Is Piper down there? I don't remember. It's like, I read this yesterday, so I don't actually... Was Piper down I there with them? I think no. she was on the ship, She's and she the... was yelling okay. her ankle, her ankle, but... Uh, that's okay. Hazel. That's Hazel? Hazel? Yeah, Hazel. Hazel. yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm just uh, thinking, because Piper... like, Piper's the only one who does have a dagger. Uh, Piper, yeah, Piper does have a dagger. She was down there. She's like everyone... scared to use right now, though. No, so everyone is down there initially, and then mm. when the they realize the Parthenos is about to fall into the chasm, um, Annabeth says secure it. Her friends understood immediately. Uh, Leo calls for Frank to join him on the helm or get him up there so we can pull it up. Frank transforms in an, uh, an eagle and gets Leo up there. Jason grabs Piper and pulls her up there. And then eliminating per- the two flying. Options I know the two flying options. Because well, we got Leo up there, he needs to steer the ship to get the Parthos out. Um, yeah, but take the injured person, Jason. Right, right, Jason. I do, th- but it's the, it's the Piper and Jason of it all. Yeah, because Jason's stupid. But, but like, if it. But were why Percy- would Jason do that? Percy's right there. Right, exactly. That's what I was going to say. If it was Percy with flying powers, and Piper was the one that was injured, but if Jason's with Piper, Percy would take Annabeth away. Yeah. Like that's it, it mm. does make sense. It, it yeah. sh- I think if someone had told him to take Annabeth, he would have taken Annabeth over Piper. Yeah. Because yeah, they yeah. Were fine. But and then Piper would have been ripped from his hands because she was still tied. 
yeah up <laughs> so so that's where so that's where so yeah right piper has a dagger but she's up on the ship and then it's nico percy hazel and annabeth trying to get to which okay also <laughs> let's just dunk on jason for a hot second and not for the reason <laughs> yes. we usually do but just like you're right piper's not injured but we have yeah. Nico, who's really like worn and like described as like hobbling, and Pipe uh, uh, Annabeth, who has like a broken ankle, she fixed with like fucking bubble wrap and popsicle sticks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jason, you could have at least offered to grab one of them. Yeah, yeah and probably. honestly, it kind of doesn't surprise me that he doesn't because both him and Percy, like when they're doing the mm-hmm. quote unquote rescuing of Nico, the one person who doesn't actually know who Nico is has never met them before. Piper is the one who rescues him from the jar. Yeah. The, the boys yeah, don't. No. <laughs> so I'm like, that doesn't no, the surprise boys don't. me. Well, Nico's creepy, and we'll talk about that later. Uh, I can see why maybe Jason wouldn't have offered to carry Nico because he'd probably get the vibe that that's not welcome, but at least be like, uh, reach out to Annabeth and Percy's like, God, he's like, no, no, I got you. You go, you go. They'll need your yeah. help up there. Yeah. But otherwise, I mean, that's just, it's fine, but the also. Plot's gotta happen. <laughs> Puzzle plot has to happen. Plot, yeah, plot's gotta happen. I'm, plot's yeah. Gotta I'm surprised happen. no one blamed Jason at some point because, like, this golden boy, like, he could have, he could have helped. Like, I, I think, I think he blamed himself. <laughs> I think he in the in the he did. He's like, I should have been able to yeah. fly well, down. Everyone's playing a fucking it. blame game, and I'm like, yeah, a little bit of a party. <laughs> I know we're all distressed, but you need to get it together. Yeah, you guys got to get to Pyrus. We got some shit to do. But oh my god, and Annabeth sobs as she hit the edge of the pit. Too late, oh, she realized god. what was happening. She was tangled in the spider. Just the idea of Annabeth sobbing as she realizes yeah. what's going on. Like, we don't see Annabeth, like, lose hope like that. Mm-mm. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, when I was reading that scene, because, like, obviously we've got the casting for the show now, I immediately pictured uh-huh. Leah. Like, the idea oh, of oh, Leah mm-hmm. on the cliffside crying out for, like, Walker's mm-hmm. Percy. Like, oh, like, yeah. oh yeah. shit, that's a child. That's a child yeah. crying. It's a kid, right? I know well, the casting I, of I, seeing I, all these kids. She's 16 or 17. Right still now. a child. Still I a know, still, still a child, a child yeah. but like, less that's so a than baby. a fucking 12 year old. <laughs> well, you're true, but still, no, still, I got you, DJ. But yeah, it is just the, the Annabeth who's just went through all of this, just like walked through the biggest fear of of an uh, a child of Athena could have, and did all these miraculous things yeah. alone, and then she's just getting dragged down, and just I don't know the line of her sobbing. Yeah. I don't know why that yeah. gets me so much, but the idea of like we never see Annabeth lose like her yeah. her composure really like that we see her get angry we see her be like freaked out and frightened sometimes but like yeah the sob of like that 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 genuine like loss of hope like realizing she's getting pulled down and nothing can save her like that's so scary yeah i think the, the only annabeth. time pri- yeah yeah i'll say the only time prior to this that we've seen annabeth cry almost to this degree is in relation to luke some that she was losing yeah. someone she really cared about but even then, it was mm. never described as a sob. So, like, yeah, it's a it's a whole thing. It's like this child is terrified, mm-hmm. and she thinks, "Wow, this is it. I'm actually finally going to die." Like, yeah, it's like sort of like the whole cat situation of like my nine lives are up sort of situation. 
Like, yeah. I've not tested Percy's Faye too much. To grab the ledge and make sure that she knows she's not alone. Percy yeah. on this crimp. You know this is the tiniest little crimp you have. Fran, you went rock climbing with me this I past did. week in New York. You know that you've seen the tiniest. <laughs> Percy's got this tiniest little crimp. This boy's fingers are just like as tight as the knuckles could be. Just He's holding Annabeth and whatever is dragging Annabeth down yeah. too. Like, come on. It's yeah. arachne, right? It's either yeah, arachne, it's arachne or a fucking car. Yeah. Or a car. <laughs> know i just did something tied up yeah but and oh the moment when you and like nico okay i'm gonna read this other passage i'm sorry i'm just on a roll nico leaned over the edge of the chasm thrusting his hand but he was much too far away to help hazel was yelling for the others but even if they heard her over there all of the chaos they wouldn't make it in time and Hannah was like percy let me go she croaked you can't pull me up his face was white with effort she could see in his eyes that he knew it was hopeless never he said he looked up at nico 15 feet above the other side, Nico. We'll see you there. Understand? But lead them there, Percy shouted. Promise me. <sighs> and then just like, if Nico says he will, and then they're like, we're staying together. You're not getting away from me. Never again. And it's, ah! And they just, the realizing of like, they knew, oh God. Okay, now I have to go back and read this passage. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm... <laughs> Percy tightened his grip on Annabeth's wrist. His face was gaunt, scraped, and bloody. His hair dusted with cobwebs. But when he locked eyes with her, she thought he had never looked more handsome. We're staying Very together, good. he promised. You're not getting away from me. Never again. Very good. And that's the moment when like, he was the reader fully realized what is about to happen. And it's like, oh my god, no. What? Yeah. No. And then he just lets go and they fall. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm not gonna... It's, oh, it's just that when Rick has this solid writing... He has mm -hmm. this solid writing. And this is probably, mm -hmm. to me, the most solid scene he's ever written. Mm -hmm. I think the only one that, like, have you guys, sure. yeah, I was say, have you guys both read Trials of Apollo? So I'm not spoiling it for you. Yes. yes. Yep. Yep. Okay. The only one that I think is on par with this scene is Jason's death. Those two scenes. Jason's death is yeah. a fucking killer so, scene. For, for me, it's Piper reacting on the beach. Like that. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. Those three scenes. So those are like the three. Yeah. I got to say, it's. Uh, I would say it's the funeral visually. Like the visual. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jason's but... funeral. Mm -hmm. Oh, for Tyrant's tomb. Yeah. 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 Or, um, oh. or even frank just fucking charging and lighting himself on fire and just running at that dj That's has a, a soft spot for frank i have a big soft I am spot obsessed with honestly frank, all DJ, the boys yeah. of the seven <laughs> oh good frank I is my babe frank is the best frank is everything i uh, i adore frank he is he is my boy so yes i completely agree anything to do with frank <laughs> he's a very but good i love very it. good yeah i adore him oh so uh, yeah. may I do my uh, hyper analyze uh, analysis? Yes, yes, my yes, yes, yes. My hyper analysis yes, yes. of poor Nico again. <laughs> so we know, dear listener, you know Nico's deal. We all know it now, right? The Solangelo book is coming out. We're not pretending like no one knows this anymore, right? Like you're here, you're with us, you got this. So poor Nico is taught. We know in the next book he talks about how he didn't have a crush on Annabeth. He was jealous of her because yeah. he has a crush on Percy. Poor little closeted gay boy. It's so hard. And then here he is again watching Percy choose to fall into Tartarus with An to stay with Annabeth rather than try to take Nico's hand and pull himself up. And it's like, of course, Percy's going to be with Annabeth, like all this stuff. Like, it's not like a slide on Percy, but just like another layer of Nico feeling this level of of rejection. God, get over it, Nico. That's his girlfriend. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> 
even that. Just no, like, no, feeling like he will never, ever be enough for anyone. Yeah. Like someone yeah. would rather fall into Tartarus rather than just take his hand to safety. Like, that's not what it is, but that's yeah. what Nico's dealing with. And it's like, oh, yeah. so brutal. The poor boy. Yeah. It's but the emo like, yeah, interpretation. It's the emo yeah. interpretation, which everything about Nico is done through the emo interpretation. That is the yeah. lens we are yeah. approaching it through here. <laughs> oh, that has, then Percy let go of his tiny ledge, and together, holding hands, he and Annabeth fell into the endless darkness. What the fuck, Ryordan? You can't just I know. do this to us. We're teenagers. <laughs> can't do it to you, but he absolutely did it to me. And I'll tell you what, after the next chapter... I picked up the next book. Yeah, this is, this is the true reason DJ wanted us to be on a. a I read episode. this. I read the entirety of Heroes of Olympus in my senior year because I'm like, oh. I got nothing better to do. I'll just start reading it. Uh, and my senior year was 2016 to 2017, so mm. all the books were already released. I didn't have to wait uh, six months to a year for the next book. Unlike Darren, <laughs> wasn't much of a cliffhanger for DJ. I <laughs> no, finished this book within days of it coming out, so you know. <laughs> Uh, they fell. Leo said, "Let's go," and I'm like, "Cool, let's go." And I pull out House of Hades and I start reading. <laughs> oh, it's brutal! I you was the me. exact same. <laughs> I was ah! right when all the books were out. Yeah, I yeah. discovered them until I was I was 19 when I discovered the books. So that was when I. Uh, uh, okay. I didn't know that. 2015, I think. 2014, 2015. Yeah. yeah so all the books were out at that point. Um, yeah, it was literally it was the year before I started uni. Well, the summer before I started uni. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just read them all over the summer. <laughs> but very yeah, nice. so I didn't have to wait. <laughs> so how was it waiting six months for the next book, Darian? It was at least a year. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, I can't. Actually, no, I can imagine because I had that with like when we had trials to Apollo, the whole Bernie yeah. May situation because it ends with like Leo finding out about Jason. And that's kind of like oh, how the book ends. Oh, and I remember gosh. waiting that year for the next book. And I was like, kill me. This is the world. <laughs> like, like... I didn't have that either. <laughs> I started reading. Uh, I finished A Hidden Oracle and I started Burning Maze. But then I had uh, graduated. So all the free time that I had allotted in my reading class decided to then go to games and other just fucking around. <laughs> so <laughs> I just didn't read anymore. And then I'm like, I should start doing that again. By the time I realized audiobooks were an option, all the books were already out. I'm like, this oh is my awesome. god. Let's go. <laughs> Darren, I understand the fuck you now, because fuck you, <laughs> yeah. DJ. This is yeah. the greatest, dude. I didn't have to wait at all. I was sitting there, and every time a book ended within the 12-hour shift that I had at Amazon, the next one would start up. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> no waiting, no cliffhangers. I am uh, immune to anything. <laughs> hero, get him. Get him, hero. <laughs> Get him, hero. Get him. I just oh, saw that raise and I was cool. like, yeah, <laughs> do it. No, he, he, he actually was in the process of jumping off my lap. <laughs> and he just stretches his legs. So, uh, friend, uh, little birdie, you told me that you're not a big fan of this next chapter. No, I just, and it's because I'm a psychotic little author where I'm just like, I want, like, I would keep it on this cliffhanger of them falling and just keep it there. So if it was me, I would have ended it on that fall and just kept it there. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't mind the addition. It's just, I feel like it just the impact of just like, oh God, would just like have kind of stayed more, like it would have been yeah. more intense. Like, the, like, 
people would have been rabid, but like in the good way of just like, oh, I need the next one. I need the next one. I need to know what happens. Like just the immediate, all of the impact afterwards in the follow-up book. I just think, I don't know. I just feel like it would have hit. Like the, the aftermath section does still hit in certain parts of the blame game stuff that happens. Yeah. yeah. But like kind of the ending of the chapter for me also feels a little bit lighthearted of like, let's go, we can do this. I'm like, wait, but we're sad still. So can we just stay with the sad I mean, for a little bit? But that's just me. I like depression. Don't stay sad. Yeah, there it is. The Heroes difference. don't stay sad, though. That's I know, the thing, especially but they in should. They need therapy. Young adult they books. need therapy. Hey, I mean, yeah. But here's the thing. If you stay sad, then that's just helplessness. That's hopelessness. You can't True. think like that. You got to assume. And also, once again, it's Percy and Annabeth. Mm-hmm. Two of the strongest demigods that ever exist. Percy, Annabeth is great. She's a very smart girl. Percy would clap anybody on the seven yeah yeah i yeah he'd, he'd struggle with nico if nico's taking it seriously but <laughs> jason's not jason's a bit of a punk <laughs> <I'm> sorry <laughs> no, i mean no. you're not wrong you're not wrong yeah yeah He's a i i agreed i agree with you because fran we we were talking about it in when we were in new york shout out to the best week ever yeah and uh <laughs> And you remarked on how you're like, oh, I like the chapter, but it should have just ended on that chapter. And I was like, oh, you're right. That end is so powerful and so like that would have been such a a strong ending to the book. But when I was rereading it yesterday, I was like, but it's not that kind of book. And that that's what struck me is that you're totally mm-hmm. right about the ending and the strength of it. But also I realized like that's not the kind of story we're reading, mm-hmm. right? It, it does not end on hopelessness or fear or or DJ, you have an ant on your knee. Oh, my God. Now there's an ant in my room. It's dead. It's a dead ant in my room. Yeah. Um, but no, the 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 Rick Riordan, he does. He is not an author who is in the habit of leaving his readers in a state of hopelessness. No matter how hopeless the situation may feel in the book, no matter how scary or dark or heavy he's not someone who wants his readers to feel like there is no hope in the world, that there is no chance. And so I see what this next chapter is supposed to do. It is like you said, like it is, but like, let's do it. Like that's, it is what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to remind the readers that no matter how scary, no matter how hopeless the world may feel, you can rally. You can look at what you have. You can look at your friends. You can choose to move forward in action even when these two characters you have loved since you were little feel lost to you. And yeah. I, I respect that as a children's author, that he is yeah. constantly weaving that into his narrative. Yeah. That you yeah. don't have to give up hope. Yeah. And I think that that's probably what it is. Cause like, though like the stuff that I do, right. is for like younger audiences. I am the sort of writer. I'm just like, if it's, sad stuff i'm kind of gonna keep it a little bit sad for a period of time but yeah no rick does like he writes for his audience so it made sense the reasoning for why there is that aftermath section and the the like the hope at the end of it was like yeah no we're gonna go find them um so it does make sense i just like causing people sadness and yes. that was kind of like mm-hmm. <laughs> Darren, yes, you do. Yes, yes, you do. I'm aware of this. <laughs> if yeah, Robert's gonna be listening to this, so they know for a fact. I got so many messages when they were reading Home to the Wild, being like basically like, fuck you. 
<laughs> so, so um yes no I am very much that person so yeah honestly I kind of knew that like I'm gonna be the one-off and it is literally more personal preference than anything but for the audience that Rick writes for for the stories that he writes it does make sense that there is the aftermath I just mm-hmm. like sad people it's um, just everyone's sad everyone's sad <laughs> sad is sometimes good <laughs> Feel what? the things, just feel the things, and I, I, I do think that the characters are are feeling. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of self blame, but uh, all right, gang, they're kids. Yeah, uh, there's this thing. I think they just got that it'll work it out mentality, though. It'll work it out mentality. It'll yeah. work out. Yeah. I mean, like we'll make it work out. If not, like they're gonna figure it out. And yeah, yeah. Leo's taking this sole responsibility on himself because hey, what was the deal with the fortune cookie? I, I'll be honest, I haven't reread this whole book in a hot second, and I don't remember. I could gather from context clues what he's talking about. I mean, but it, I it's, don't remember. it's literally all there. It's literally um, Nemesis offers him help. He refuses. The Nemesis is like, well, if you ever want my help, here's your for- here's a fortune cookie. Crack it open when you want it. But if you choose to do it, there's going to be a price. And I'm not going to tell you what it is. So he cracks it open to get the code to free Hank or Frank and Hazel. Mm, okay. Uh, I love Hank. So, that should have been their ship name. Yeah, Hank. Hank. Hank, <laughs> Hank <Yeah>. is great. <laughs> uh, Frank and Hazel. Uh, and so he does that. And so he believes that this is now the price. The price is he's got Frank and Hazel, but he's losing Percy and Annabeth. You know, and I actually think that works out because... Uh, in this chapter, Leo has a thing where he's like, he could almost hear Nemesis laughing. I told you we could do business. Let me do it again. I told you we could do business, Leo Valdez. And that kind of mirrors Annabeth when she realizes that the uh, spider webs are tangled around her and it's pulling her down. No escape, said the voice in the darkness below. I go to Tartarus and you will come too. Yeah. And Annabeth wasn't actually sure if she heard Arachne's voice or if it was in her head, but that doesn't really matter. But the fact that like Nemesis represents vengeance like that is her mm-hmm. whole deal the, the not even like yeah well uh we talked about this in an episode we were on of the um gaming theater presents podcast about how nemesis is not so much like vengeance but a restoral of ballots of paying yeah. something yeah, yeah. back and so essentially annabeth being pulled down to tartarus after sending arachne there is the restoral of balance in iraq for arachne and whether that's yeah. like right or moral or good or not doesn't necessarily matter. That is what Arachne would have want, and thus that's what Nemesis would have delivered. As like, and that makes like really it makes a lot of sense for that being the price. Not just oh, it's not like Leo caused it. It's like that's what Arachne would have wanted for that vengeance. Yeah, yeah. it's the equality thing. It's, I don't even think it's just like fully tied to the Arachne stuff because like this whole scene is Annabeth tricked Arachne. Just like, in a sense, the gods did. Like, she was punished by the gods for, you know, having an ego. She then gets the Athena Partheos, which means that they now have the advantage over everything. And Annabeth, you know, like, beat her. So they were kind of, in a sense, like, it was very uneven, quote-unquote, of they had a score of three above the bad guys, and it needs to equal out. Yeah. So Annabeth and Percy, fall, or just in this case, what was meant to be just Annabeth falling in, was meant to kind yeah. of even up a little bit but percy going there as well is like a full equaling out of the two situations so i yeah. totally agree with what you're saying there just like it's just actually them falling if is it equaling. was mm-hmm. if it was just annabeth that was going to fall that would be an equaling out having percy fall with annabeth 
uh, makes it still in the hero's favor because it would almost guarantee Annabeth's survival. That's yeah. true. Annabeth wouldn't have survived the fall with Percy without Percy. Yeah. Specifically yeah. because Percy's water powers is what saves them when they land. Yeah, but then which if I Percy had fallen I don't by himself, get, I don't think but... he could have survived it alone. No, he was he was yeah. getting washed into the river Lethe. Yeah, not Lethe, so... the whatever the helpless river is. I think it's I don't think that is the no, no, Lethe's memory, isn't it? Le- yeah. Lethe's memory. Yeah. I don't remember what it is. Uh I know Phlegathon is the flame Fire river. One, yeah. Yeah. It flooded in Hades. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, there's I this bit remember. with Sammy and I love it as part of like I love it as part of Hazel's backstory. I could do without it in regards to Leo, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, honestly, the whole Sammy thing. Hate, hate, throw it out, throw it in the bin, get rid of it. Because it's I dig it, but that's just me. (laughs) So (laughs) I can get why people would dig it. I just think it's just really weird in just like the fact that they look identical. I know that that can happen, but it just throws me. I, if I had a picture, I would send you a picture of my grandfather at my age. Bro, I am the spitting image of that man. You, Yeah, you've seen Jim when he yeah. was fucking 20. I look a lot like Nana. I've yeah. seen pictures of her when she was younger, and I'm like, fuck, what the hell? Yeah, right. But, that's so, been, like, but Sammy's not just his grandfather. Sammy was his great-grandfather. So that's I mean, a couple still, generations It's removed. still like, dad's part Korean. I still look like Jim. Like Facts chromosomes do what they do yeah it's mostly i don't know i don't know why i i mean i genuinely do like it as part of like hazel's tragic backstory tm i don't know why it doesn't work for me in regards to leo but that's not really what this chapter is about yeah. it's just well, it's because they're trying to make it a love triangle thing like if yeah, they it, hadn't they, have done yeah, that i don't if care it was for the just love triangle. there yeah yeah i don't care for if the it love was triangle. just kind I of just think... there just for like oh conflict because interesting um, but yeah. personally, when it's the, when it comes yeah. out that Sammy is uh, Leo's great grandfather, I felt the love triangle dissipate quite a bit. That what it was. That's what it was literally supposed to do. It was supposed yeah. to like when Leo learns this, he like, like erases oh, okay. that. So he doesn't. No she doesn't crush on care Hazel. for me. She cares for my great grandfather. But then that's like okay. Well, that makes sense as to why she treated me this way. Okay, cool. Okay, yeah. I yeah. just think it was more like if there wasn't a love triangle, it could still be that. Because I'm 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 into the idea of like fate and destiny and Sammy as like a when he was a young boy had this like childhood sweetheart that he thought he'd get to stay with her forever and fate had other plans but they were still intrinsically linked in in destiny and stuff and the fact that his great grandson is the one who's going to show up and be able to help her when mm-hmm. she needs like I do like that I think it's just a love triangle thing that I didn't like to be honest yeah, then, yeah just get rid of it get rid of that weirdness. Give me weird yeah. destiny stuff, but not weird love triangle stuff. I never like it. Never fun. Yeah. It's also the fact that their person... I know, like, this can also happen. The fact that their personalities were so similar to a degree as well, that threw me even more. Because, like, Sammy and Leo are basically... They look identical. They have similar personalities. And, it, yeah, it just... The whole thing just kind of threw me a little bit just for, like, how similar they were with the addition of the love triangle. Like, remove yeah. some of those things, and I'm cool with it. But yeah, it was just it was like too much at once. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, for real. Can I rant about how Rick keeps trying to convince us that Nico D'Angelo is creepy? Yes, go because uh, it feels I feel like he, he tries to convince us that he comes off as creepy, but it never really comes through. That's the thing, right? He's like just every character. 
Yeah, every character who they don't really like Nico but justifies it by saying 2000s. he's creepy. The quiet kid is creepy in the early 2000s, remember? I guess that is the trope. But it's like, even like Percy feels that way, Jason feels that way, Leo says it here. When, and it's fucking wild because Nico comes over and is like, Leo, they're not dead. If they were, I would have felt it. How can you be sure? If that pit really led to, you know, how can you sense them that far away? Nico and Hazel shared a look, maybe comparing notes on their Hades slash Pluto death radar. Leo shivered. Hazel had never seemed like a child of the underworld to him, but Nico D'Angelo, that guy was creepy. They're both doing this. Hazel and Nico both are doing their like child of the death god powers, and yet Nico is the creepy one. And we see that again and again throughout like these yeah. books where it's like whenever someone like can't, they can't justify like why. Honestly, Jason's reasoning for not liking Nico because he was going back and forth between the camps and he finds that. That's understandable. No, yeah. I actually like get that vibe. Oh, yeah. yeah that, but everyone yeah. else is just like, he's creepy. And I it's think. Like, Rick, yeah. he's not creepy. Yeah, I think I, once again, like if it would be while we're reading it, sure, maybe it's not coming. But again, we got to take into account that what they're looking at is a very skinny pale with long black hair child of hades fucking black iron sword Mm -hmm. there's a lot of factors going in that are more visual that we can't yeah but they do need to describe it i think that's the thing they just never just well they described it over the whole thing right say i don't know because they've described he's pale they described wow this kid is now skin and bones but it's like it's always been like kind of a little bit of his description at a time i guess yeah and it's never been it's like Octavian is creepy. I found Octavian creepy. That's because he acts fucking weird. That's the thing. That's what it is for me. Like, Octavian does anything. Nico doesn't act creepy. He just looks creepy. He just has a. They're all creeped out by him because it's the Death God thing. I would maintain being able to do like Death God things with human souls way more natural than controlling the goddamn elements. At least as a human, you're intrinsically linked with the element of humanity and the soul. Uh, Counter, death is scary. Yes. This Everyone, is death, death is, is scary. scary. We all like Hazel and don't like Nico. And well, I'm not saying we should Hazel like doesn't Hazel. do Hazel's death things, okay? Hazel well, does ground things, not yeah. death technically things. she does. That's true because her curse does. But but it's not. Yeah. It's not. That's such. That's a passive death thing. You yeah. Know? It's like I got a passive of regeneration while this guy over here actively heals. Yeah. yeah. Shit like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know. It's like it's like supposed to justify like why Nico feels so alone and justifying that like when he says no one likes me, it's yeah, kind it's of just a visual to be true because everyone finds him creepy. And I'm like, Hazel's right there. Hazel likes him, but he doesn't seem to like Hazel that much because he's called her Bianca a bit too many times, which yeah, makes he's me trying sad. His best. He's trying his best, but also <laughs> stop saying people happened. don't like you when your sister is right there. Yeah. Hello, hero. Welcome back to the lap. Yeah, I don't know. It's just... Uh, I don't know. I just, I'm just i so hung up on the fact that throughout these books, Rick Riordan tried so hard to convince the readers, Nico is creepy. And I think just collectively, everyone said, no. Not, not, even, <laughs> not even in, like, Last Olympian. Not, yeah. even, in, not even in fucking uh, uh, Trials of Apollo. Not creepy at all. Well, no. By no. that point, we're just we're supposed to be like, he's not creepy. He's, he's, just, a, he's just a goofy just little a... kid who's in love. Yeah. Okay, damn yeah. it. Damn it. <laughs> uh, in, <laughs> yeah, in, in these, it's the Heroes of Olympus book specifically is where we really amp up the Nico's creepy factor. Yeah. And it's just, I, I've never bought it. Here's the I've thing, right? i never bought it. I never, I, I'd be like, okay, well, like, I, as I said, visual thing that I'm not always getting with yeah. a written or audio medium. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then in the next book or in the last book of Heroes of Olympus, which is the blood of Olympus, mm-hmm. he ghosts someone. Okay, that's fine. I that's look, scary. That's scary as hell. Also, <laughs> that's scary. Oh, the oh but Great to that scene. though, to that. He also Raina, skeletons Raina, yeah. all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was going to say, Raina doesn't freak out though. Like Raina is like, she's scared, but she's not actually scared of Nico. Nico is more scared of himself than Raina is. And the others yeah. don't yeah. see it. No one knows about it beyond Raina no. and, and Coach Hedge. Hedge and Hedge. And like Hedge thought it was cool because it's fucking Hedge. He loves everything yeah. death. But right. it's like, a little bit like I just had to reassess your power scale. Uh, give me a second. Yeah, Let me just. Level. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. But uh, I get that. I'm sorry. You. You were so at many... like mid C rank, bro, because you like the skeleton's cool, but I still think Percy. Now you're on par with Percy, and that's scary. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> that's right. Worrisome. But that is. I would say you're right, DJ. That is legitimately the creepiest thing Nico ever does. Yeah. And even and when no he does it, the people there. who saw it are kind of like, fuck, that's real cool, though. Thanks, man. Yeah. yeah. That Literally. guy had it coming. That guy Literally. Was that guy was Jeez. creepier than Nico. Uh, yeah. 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 I, d- uh, once again, actions get. and just look, right? Yeah, that's you know? what it is. I think <laughs> yeah. maybe if there was more description on when Nico uses his powers, it feeling more creepy and unnatural to people other than just being like, ooh, death. All yeah. Right. Hazel's right there. I totally, I totally and agree. Hazel like, barely deals with death, though. <laughs> yeah, which is ironic considering she was dead. Yeah, know, she crazy. is technically she was dead. dead Dude, I want to know, I want to yeah. know Bianca's powers. I accidentally fucking. I know. Oh, that would be yeah, cool. What did you just do? I enabled the ambient sound, but I yeah. turned it off. Okay, thank you. I did that twice on the airplane by accident, and I couldn't figure out how to make it turn off. You hold it. <laughs> Interesting. Thank you, DJ. He <laughs> touched the air, but I'm like, DJ, now we're connected. Because yeah, I keep adjusting it since it's a little uncomfortable. So. But yeah, that's that's less, yeah. This is and then Nico mentions Percy is the most powerful demigod I've ever met. No offense to you guys, but it's true. If he survive, he if anyone can survive, he will. Especially if he's got Annabeth at his side, they're gonna find a way to Tartarus. Yeah, Tartarus. I needed I needed someone in that group to acknowledge the fact that this fourteen year old wait, is he fourteen now or fifteen? He's fourteen. I think he's 14. I think he's fourteen still. Okay, 14. Four, this fourteen year old boy was in Tartarus by himself. I mean. He's clearly he the that, most powerful. He did that himself, though. Yeah, I think he's strong. Again, I, I I pin him at Percy level. He's strong if he can like genuinely figure out without the fatigue that he gets from using his powers. That's the thing. That's that's such a counterbalance that like he's he's such a early round boxer essentially. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's a powerhouse, but he's got no stamina. Yeah, but that's only just because he's underfed. <laughs> The boy needs food. Yeah. He needs vitamin boy D. Needs some iron. That's Literally, again. He's iron deficient. Like not right bet. now, but generally his fault. You know? Get him the vitamins. Get him vitamins. The vitamins. The vitamins. Is your once a day multivitamins? Yes. Literally. Do you say aluminium? Them. That's why I'm just like he doesn't seem to. Well, he does fade a little bit still in Charles Apollo, but yeah, he's not eating right. He's just not living right. If he was living and eating right, he. He'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be fine. You know, I think yeah. DJ's right. It's all in the, the ghostly appearance of like, also we need to get him a bell because he kind of just appears as well. What the fuck, man? I mean, he shadow travels. A bell's not going to help. He literally just appears. It doesn't shake anything. I think sometimes he mentions that camp when he would like walk up behind someone they would like jump because he's so I'm quiet. i to put a fucking bell on you, kid. Exactly. It's like, oh, we need a bell on you. Damn. Um, but yeah, so then we've got the team being like, all right, let's do it. We're going to go now we rally and uh yeah, okay like we that. go 
Fuck it, we ball! <laughs> okay, You're Damn, welcome, Robert. So... Shout it's out funny. to Robert. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they rally and then it ends. <laughs> I was like, we can do it! I'm like, okay! I yeah, they so. also they, they, they lay out literally everything they have to face. One, the Romans are in New York. They're going to be on Camp Hathlon in a couple weeks. Two, we got to get Percy and Annabeth and we got to close the doors of death. Three, ooh, we kind of have to close it from both sides. What does that mean exactly? Nico might be hiding something about that information, which we know someone has to stay behind to shut it from the other side, but we're not going to deal with that just yet. And we just have to, Gaia still wants to kill us. We got to fight our way through their armies. And Leo's like, well, I got the uh, Archimedes Sphere. I'm going to make some new weapons to blow shit up. Uh, yep. Let's. Festus is alive. That's rad as hell. Let's make it happen. Yep. I actually, I very much enjoy scenes like that. Yeah. Wait, is Festus alive yet? I don't think so. I think No, that's when then Piper, the yeah, when Leo gets blown off, that's when Piper is able to. Right, right. I forgot. Mm. Yeah. Charm speak a machine to power on. Just, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's the next book. Yeah. That's the next book. So, oh, Piper. She does do a good thing here. Not a lot, but she, like, everyone's blaming themselves, and Piper's like, hey, it's not your fault. Either of you, you were trying, because Hazel, not Hazel, Frank and Jason are both like, no, I could fly. I, I could have swooped down and saved them. Oh, it's like, no, you were trying to save the statue. We need this stupid statue. Mm-hmm. This stupid yeah. magic statue. So, yeah. It's, I both. It is a good scene to end on because, like, they are laying out everything that's about to come in the next book and all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, we know yeah. what's happening next. It, and, it's like, just it's a good scene to yeah. like be like, all right, this uh, as you guys said, this is what's next. I don't think you could fit that in at the start of the next book. Yeah, it's yeah, like weirdly recappy. Yeah, yeah. Like, here's what we got to face, guys. Yeah, uh, unless they start like they're right walking in the up action. to the fucking. Yeah, I think the only way that like if they if Rick was to do that, it'd be like having to because they kind of half do it in Blood of Olympus of like they start mid action of like yeah. yeah them on a mission and then it kind of lays out what they're doing a little bit without like too much expositiony stuff. But yeah, it kind of works for them saying this here and at this point as well. It now makes sense why Guy is trying to kill them because they're going to close the doors of death and that's not what she wants. I've been yeah. saying this whole book, I don't get why Gaia keeps causing them problems. Because she wants them at Mount Olympus to kill them and spill their blood. <laughs> so why is she stopping them? So I want your thoughts on this, actually. Why? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's, it's like... Because she doesn't have control over the fates. Maybe. Or like she wants them there, but they're still destined to stop her. She doesn't want all of them to reach Mount Olympus. She just wants one of the girls and one of the guys because yeah. that's the blood she needs if they yeah. all reach it then they're too much of a of force they a could nuisance. potentially oppose her but if she manages to cut them down then really yeah. i think they didn't really need any of them to show up they needed like one very sneaky monster to have a fucking like blood bank and just be like oh donate blood donate blood we're in a crisis here donate <laughs> blood and then just fucking, that's all you need just like get Percy and Animus blood from a donation and then drip. Would, it, it has to be warm. No, it doesn't. That just would a, be so I just, smart. I can't, even, I can't even think of like a way that they would even do that. Honestly, like genuinely, I'm like, at what position would Percy and Annabeth both at this point in time 
just be in the position to do this. <laughs> okay, it doesn't have to be person. It could be like Frank and Hazel. It could be uh, anyone. Yeah. But no, my point again, it's it's basically the Rosencrantz and Gilderstern version of this story. Yeah. Where these two like bumbling monsters are just trying to steal these kids' bloods. Yeah. Yeah. Be funny. I think it's also we have to remind the readers that Gaia is our villain. Yeah. We have to have them doing villain things to justify wanting to defeat her in the end. But like this is not the time to talk about whether how her as a villain was executed. She doesn't even appear in these chapters. So I'll keep those thoughts to myself. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's just because it was the, it's the, the brief yeah. mention of the like weapons against Guy. And I was like, oh, that's a thing. Yeah. I'm intrigued in your thoughts on this. Yes. Yeah. No, no, no. It's like, your this show, makes sense. Everyone. Now she's mad. It makes sense. They need these weapons against her. Because now she's getting like, oh, fuck. They figured it out. <laughs> Shit. Mm-hmm. All right, death. Death, death uh, to you, puny demigods. I mean, shit, she puny. probably saw a person in Annabeth Falls like, that's two down, and that's the strongest of them, so sick. Probably, yeah. Can Great. guys sense this them is all- in Tartarus, oh. you think? They're I'm sure she can earth. sense well, her the husband's fact that down they there, left isn't the he? earth. <laughs> yeah, she's mother of Earth, so she'll know that she's gone from the Earth. <laughs> but her husband is Tartarus, isn't he? No, her husband was no. the sky. Yeah, her husband was... Uh, Who's Tartarus? And is that her son? Is Tartarus her son? Tartarus, Tartarus is a lover. No, uh, Tartarus. Tartarus is a lover. This Tartarus is the father of the giants. Gaia uh, is the mother it. of the giants, and Tartarus Tartarus is a lover <laughs> of no. Gaia. No, Uranus was the lover. What? He was the father of the giants. Father of the Titans. Hold on. Tartarus is the father. Yeah, that's why he shows up and tries to stop them from closing. Why else would Tartarus have a stake in this game? I I mean, I honestly didn't know. And was all I've always been confused about why he shows up in person. Yeah, like, like that seemed like whoa, a dude. This like this for this motherfucker to show Eldridge up. God showing up. What the? Hell? Um. Oh. Oh. Okay. No. Yeah. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. No. DJ's right. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like my defense. Well. We haven't done an episode about Target. No, we have not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Damn, DJ, you're good at this. Yeah. Oh, so there's two different versions. So there's one where he's the offspring of Aether mm-hmm. and Gaia, and then the other is that he's the father by Gaia of the monster Typhoon. Yeah. I yeah. love how the myths, they have so many different versions. I love it. Yeah. Sometimes he's a son, sometimes he's a lover. We're just going to pick whichever one we think makes I mean, the most sense for what we're doing It here. could very well be, just like both. I mean, it, it is just Greek god thing. Who yeah. cares? <laughs> you know, yeah. they play they play Calvin Ball with the fucking Everything. family tree anyway. Yeah. yeah. Same with the Egyptians. We learn about that in the cane. The Chronicles. family tree is I have now stuck my headphones in my pocket and pulled it out and it's just a fucking mess. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Truly tangled. <laughs> oh yeah. But um I I don't know if I have anything else further I want to say. Is there anything you guys like want to cover from the last bit? Fan is really weird. This is the, uh, what what did you think of the as a whole? I know there were a lot of things you didn't love throughout the book, but getting to the end and seeing it as a whole picture, how do you think it is executed? I think I do think the ending is the strongest part. I still this book is I, I still think Son of Neptune is kind of the strongest book so far for Heroes of Olympus. But Mark of Athena is a close second. They're just there's a lot of meandering that happens in this book. So it's like when yeah. the fall happens, it's I'm kind of like, I love it a lot. Big. 
because it's direct so big no yeah like these books are so thick and sometimes it feels like they don't necessarily have to be yeah yeah i mean mark of athena is bigger than blood of olympus yeah but house of hades is bigger than mark of athena yeah that's true yeah but house of hades beats ass house House of the the house of hades fucks dude that book goes hard Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh yeah but the lost hero is bigger than house of hades that's unnecessary (laughs) lost hero was a while i like the lost hero i had a good time in that book honestly i have not read it i i would not recommend rereading i mean i will have to eventually yeah oh yeah you probably would just audiobook Actually, no, don't audiobook. I've heard the Heroes of Olympus ones aren't always that great. Oh, I love, I love I love, the guy who voices the Heroes of Olympus. I think oh. he does a very good job. Okay, that's good. I've heard like mixed reviews, but maybe it's a specific or like narrator because I think there's like two different ones. So I, I'm, I wouldn't I'm doubt sure. it. But the one that I got was great. I don't know his okay. name, but <laughs> um, that's good to know. But yeah, um, I always just find it funny that the first book is the biggest of Heroes of Olympus. I'm like, it did not need to be. It uh it definitely should not have been. Um <laughs> no no but... business here. No business here. Oh hold no on. let me say that here. I'm not touching my mic. No no <laughs> business here. No business here. Yeah. Exactly. But um yeah Mark Athena as a whole I do enjoy. I just I think the nostalgia got me a little bit more because I was like, oh yeah no I really enjoyed this book. And I was reading it, I was like I think I enjoyed the end of it more than the entire yeah. book. Because the end is just so strong. <laughs> yeah, the end kicks ass. Yeah, the end is very good. The end kicks ass. But uh, what about what about you guys? I know you guys probably haven't read the the whole book recently. It's been a minute. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I love I, this part. Love this part. <laughs> and I'm actually a big fan of Mark of Athena. I think it's very fun from beginning to end, from mm. what I can like remember as to what as actually into this book. And I very much enjoy Annabeth's. Uh, trials and tribulations that she has to go through. Yeah, I mm. wish on the American version of the book, I wish the cover was like Annabeth and like doing the weaving with Arachne. I like, think it is very strange that they have that they, that <clears throat> whoever chose this cover mm-hmm. chose to do Percy and Jason fighting. Yeah. I think it that's that's Which that is clickbait. Cool. Yeah, that's that clickbait. You're right. That's biggest clickbait I've seen on a book. Like, because when you get to that part, even, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's not it's even. Why did we do this? I hated it. It was some Piper yeah. problem, and I just. Ugh, it's us not using Piper in her best way. So yeah. I think the cover would have been cooler if it was fucking Annabeth standing like facing Arachne, which I'm sure oh. there are other. There yeah. is a new version. It's one of the newer versions with the more sort of cartoony imagery mm-hmm. is Annabeth facing Arachne. Um, yes. Good. But I think a lot of people didn't like it because, like, that was a whole thing in the book. It's like, it's kind of like a spoiler on the cover. Oh, like, yeah. I guess you don't realize you have to, that she's going to face Arachne. Yeah. That's, it's kind of okay, obvious. That's a good point. It's obvious yeah. in the book. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. like, it doesn't, it takes until she's about to go on the quest for it to be confirmed that it's arachne basically which is like okay. on page 500 or something yeah yeah, yeah it's just a little goofy <laughs> yeah i also think that the cartoony art style is i don't dislike it but yeah i would say the I cover like the for the uk one is this the... it's oh shit yeah look at that that's kind of sick the graphic novel oh fuck that's really cool we should be reading the graphic novels i know <laughs> yeah i was gonna say the uk cover for marco athena 
it's still Percy and Jason, which I kind of hate, but it's not their fighting scene. It's um, the scene where they combine their weapons to basically do the mass storm on Festus when they're oh, fighting that's the monsters. Yeah. Oh, this one. Uh, it just doesn't Fox. look like where the it. Hell? Look at that one. Yes, that. What's that one? Uh, Hold on. Oh. Um, Is that the German one? I think one? That, may have been, that may have been one of the more recent ones, I think, but I'm not 100%. It's cooler. It's not the one that I've got, and my one's ugly, so that one's already better. <laughs> the British covers are so ugly. Oh my yeah, god, they're like really bad. We talked really about that on a bonus episode one time. Yeah, yeah, we're like, they're wow, really bad photo edits. What is it? Like it's, it's like you've just kind of taken like an image from Photoshop or stock photos. Yeah, it was embarrassing. Honestly, I was embarrassed for you. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just never get why they change the covers for so like from country to country. I kind of do, but also it's stupid. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I am jazzed that the uh, Son of the Star one is the same in the US and the UK, because I think that cover just is really cool. Yeah, I think the only difference is the text color, I think. Yeah, I think it's licensing, probably, paying yeah. for those image rights, Who's like because it's not the same publisher in every country, and so some publishers have different rights, and they're going to pay different costs. It's a whole thing, I think, yeah. and it's wonky. Uh, but if you want to see a cover that kicks fucking ass, uh, The Green Man Falls by Francesca McMahon is a killer <laughs> fucking cover. That one kicks ass. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Shout out to Ron Pacoca. Yeah, that's the cover work. designer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We gotta yeah. get them to do a. I want to commission them to do our uh, Bunker Nine cover art. I think okay. we should have unique art. I'm gonna that. Oh, that cool. awesome! You will love it. I do good work. They've done my um my upcoming podcast art as well. I think I've sent it into the group chat. Yeah, Gal Girls one. Yeah, sorry, is yeah. that a secret? Yeah, I'm a spy. <laughs> a spy. I'm no, a spy. I'm gonna hit him up to do a cover art for the Aragon podcast. My roommate and I are gonna do. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember you saying in New York. Yeah, yeah. Lucy's really excited. She's like, "Let me know when we're gonna start," and I'm like, "Get back to you." <laughs> okay, okay, let me just. Let me just clear some of my schedule out. Fuck. How does Robert do it? But um, uh, I, I, I mean, I love the end. Thank you so much for having us on for this one. Yeah, friend. this was awesome. Yeah, I very much appreciate no, it. I appreciate you both being here. This has been fun having you both here. Yay. <laughs> um, for finishing off, DJ, do you want to say where everyone can find Muses of Mythology? Uh, yeah. So you can find us in like Spotify, iTunes, wherever it is your podcatcher chooses. Weird. Whatever just... podcatcher you choose, uh, mainly Spotify and iTunes, but you can find us anywhere. And as well as our socials, we are at Muses of Mythology on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then at Muses of Myth on Instagram because someone else has the Muses of Mythology tag, but they haven't posted in like three years. Ridiculous. <laughs> can you so imagine mad. that? That's what, uh, uh, whatever. But yeah, you can find us there. And we'd love to hear from you guys. We also have a Patreon. No, you can't. We got a, we got a bunch of show. You can, you fun can, you can. You're episodes. all good. You are all good. The links to all fun, that will be uh, just in the a episodes. Ton of fun bonus content ranging from either one dollar or fifteen. We'd love to have you guys. We'd love to yes. see you there. Thank you, We're friend. You're so kind. You're all good because I'm plugging mine too. If you want to support Music Mythology <laughs> Patreon, you should also support mine. <laughs> yes, because, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do multiple things, so give me money. Brand does um, so much. <laughs> give me money. Um, 
<laughs> um, but all that will be linked in the episode show notes. So if you want to check out Muses and Mythology and also give me money, um, all that will be down <laughs> below. Uh, but to sign up for this week's question of the episode, I just want to know what everyone thought of Mark of Athena as a whole. Um, please don't send me hate messages because you know how I feel about it. Or do, but just pay me for really it. Really rude. Yeah. yeah. It's rude. So give me money. Rude. Send them to me on Twitter. I'll read and react. Yeah, DJ will <laughs> definitely love to play with you on Twitter. That'll be fun. <laughs> don't bother me on Instagram. I don't care. <laughs> but stop stop being mean to Fran. I can't imagine anyone who's actually listening to your shows or actually being mean. It's the people who just see your content on Instagram that are throwing uh, yeah, the fucking my yeah, clickbait, My clickbaity stuff because I'm stupid. and <laughs> just like, what can the you rage like people this week? Like you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, if you do want to send me hate stuff, send me like a dollar. Um, and then you can do it um, by their silence <laughs> <laughs> by my silence you can send me everything you want you just gotta pay me first there Perfect. you go um <laughs> oh god i should be in therapy anyway um thank you both for coming on the show i really appreciate it um for and us. for everyone yeah. For everyone who's listening, thank you all for tuning in and be sure to join me next week as we continue our own quest journey with the next book in Heroes of Olympus. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> to plug where you can find our podcast, we are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audio Boom, Stitcher, and basically wherever you listen to your podcasts. In the meantime, between episodes, you can find the Best Damn Camp on various social media at Best Damn Camp Pod on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to email me with your thoughts on the episode, you can email thebestdamncamp at hotmail.com, or if you want to support the podcast, you can head over to the Patreon page at patreon.com slash a healthy dose of Fran, which is linked in the episode show notes for things like early access to episodes and other exclusive perks. Want more Royal Universe content? Check me out on YouTube at a healthy dose of Fran. And if you want to support my writing career, drop me a follow at a dose of Fran on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Again, thank you all for tuning in. As always, I've been Fran, your very own hunter, and I'll see, just me to you all next time. Bye.